Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I hope everyone had a great Easter here in Tampa Bay. That's right, we're going to talk about Tom Brady and his branding of Tampa Bay and Tampa Brady. The Bucks quarterback is expanding his TB12 brand to Tampa, New York, L.A., but will he expand his legacy? And should the Bucks draft a quarterback this year? If so, where should they do that? And was David Carr right to criticize Jameis Winston about his training regimen? We've got all that and more to discuss with Chris Torello of Spectrum Sports 360 on Bay News 9 on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times along with producer Steve Versnick. Steve, I hope you did have a good Easter. It was kind of kind of sad. It was a little uh, unable to be around the extended family, um, of course, with the with the uh, separation going on here and the coronavirus. And um, my, in fact, my lo- wife was listening to church on live stream uh, mm-hmm. today, and um, that was that was a little different. So didn't have to get dressed just, up for it. So you know, no that that's a good point. That that part is true. Uh, and uh, and frankly, didn't didn't even do the Easter ham or anything. For us, for Greek Orthodox, it's actually Palm Sunday. We're we're like a week behind in the Orthodox religion. But um, that said, I did. This is interesting, and and I think I could have made probably made this viral, and maybe even made maybe even cashed in on this had I had my camera with me, or a phone even. So I got up this morning. Uh, on the weekends, I've I've gotten because you know you got to get out of the house. I've gotten into into riding my bike, um, long distance. Well, not long distances, but further than just you know to the end of the street and back. And so uh, I was going on what amounted to about a ten mile ride. So I'm not out of the neighborhood yet. I saw the funniest thing that if I had had, and I should have gone back and seen it if I could find this damn thing. So I'm I'm getting close to getting out of the gate of our development, and there's there's a couple of homes still left on the right side. And I see this squirrel, right? And what catches my eye with this squirrel is, and I can just imagine the family that did this. This squirrel has in its two hands, they are hands, right? They're feet, but they can you know how they sit up. Mm-hmm. He has a plastic Easter egg. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was the funniest. And the re- the reason I caught it caught my eye because it was this, it was this pale blue. I'm thinking, what the hell is that thing holding? It was. I can just imagine like the parents went out and they and they you know did the Easter egg or the, I'm sorry the Easter bunny went out and did the Easter egg hunt or whatever you know and scattered them out throughout the yard, and this damn squirrel was holding just perfectly as it was making its way to its tree um, an Easter egg, which I thought was hilarious. Well, so either that or it's a blind squirrel and it didn't find an acorn every <laughs> once in a while. But I'm bummed. That's right. Um, I can well imagine what was inside. I was just uh, thinking, like, is it money? Like, is he going to cash in here, or is it maybe a, uh, maybe a can squirrels? Can squirrels eat chocolate? I mean, I know it's bad for dogs. Can squirrels? <laughs> can't I don't be know. Good. I don't. I don't know. I don't think that would be good at all. They'll probably enjoy it, but I don't know that it would be. It would be good for their systems. Um, but yeah, the damnedest thing. This little plastic egg. It was so funny. It was. It was almost as if am I being put on here? Like, are there. Is this not a real squirrel that people are like got on a string or something here? Um, but yeah, it was. 
Oh, so they were one egg short uh, today in the uh, in the greater Villarosa neighborhood, uh, wherever that took place. So, but yeah, hope you hope you guys had a good a good holiday. And um, boy, we some things have happened since we last talked. One, the XFL folded, right? That 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 business went away. So let me get this straight. So the XFL's done five games in. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay was what, one and four, tied for the worst record. Although I believe they tied with Seattle, who beat them. So, so I, technically I would say last. T- the worst team in XFL history. So that means Tampa Bay has the worst record in both the NFL and the XFL <laughs> in history. Great. That's just great. Well, I still got Spurrier. You know, he won the USFL. I don't know if he won that or not. But, uh, um, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't good for um, – who was their coach again? Was it Tressman? Yeah. Mark Tressman, yeah. Mark Tressman. Not, not such a good debut for him. Some quarterback issues, obviously. Yeah. Quentin Flowers, I guess he's left the team again because the league's over. Yeah, was he traded yet, um, or did he, you know, go know. out as a viper? And I could think he was. I think he's a viper for okay. life. Okay, he's a, he's a, it might be in the Viper Hall of Fame. You know, it's a shame that I the never, XFL folded. I mean, you know, and and I understand is. why. Sure, because I, you know, I, I think we've seen spring football try, and, and the AAF was just a bad try at it. Yeah, but the XFL had some promise and had some it potential. It did. But what are sports going to look like, particularly in television and advertising going forward and ticket sales going forward, when your options six, seven, eight, wherever you want to put them in the pecking order of stuff, they just, I think financially they didn't think it was feasible to carry on. Not that it wouldn't have worked had we didn't have a pandemic, but it took a pandemic to do that. Yeah, And we may never yeah, see spring and, football and, and, again, or it may be a long time till we see it again. Right, and and television was a big part of that. I don't know how their contract was written, but obviously they only got to fulfill half their games. Um, so TV was paying its freight for the players, and like many businesses that aren't operating right now, whether it's restaurants or, or you know uh, retail and different things, um, a lot of those folks are laid off or they're furloughed. Even in even in the uh, newspaper business, we have furloughed a bunch of people or, or have had had uh, layoffs, and so um, you know it, it's that's what the XFL was was a spring football league and they didn't have games so they couldn't uh presumably get their their pay make their payroll and and um now they're left with a lot of gear i never got my vipers gear i'm wondering if it's online if you can still purchase that someplace because i did like i didn't like the green so much but i kind of would wouldn't mind having you know or do they send that to you know the third world countries like the super bowl losing teams (laughs) championship jerseys i hope not i wonder if they went to the trouble of like having a trophy made i wonder what that would be called well, I'm sure Steve Spurrier and Orlando claimed it, even though they don't have a team. But <laughs> get the next one, um, the Oliver Luck Trophy, the Oliver No Luck Trophy. I don't know, um, but yeah, happy trails to uh, to the XFL. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/achieve today. All right, the lovely, the talented Chris Torello from Spectrum Sports 360 and Bay News 9s joins us now. Chris, uh, welcome to Sports Day Tampa Bay. Uh, 
Did you have to pay for that? Did you have to pay? <laughs> well, I think I have to put the little the little trademark C next to it. Um, <laughs> what you know? What what you spent a lot of time in New England in your life during the last twenty years, I guess, uh, uh, which yeah. is most of your life. But uh, I, I'm wondering when you saw the, uh, the you know Tom Brady and and, and his people trademarking Tampa Bay and Tampa Brady. Um, I don't know. And Tampa Bay sounds a little weird to me, but I mean, we've, we've said TB for TB and all that stuff. What's going on here? Is he, is the brand growing before our very eyes? Uh, it's business, man. And you know, it was funny the other night, my, um, my colleague, Mike Cairns texted me and he said, he goes, this is half business, half legacy. And I said, you're right. Because I think there's, listen, I think Tom Brady knows he's exhausted the, the TB12 method up there in New England. There's only so much you can do. Um, and so I think he comes down here and it's a different lifestyle. And I mean, you know, if you're in South Tampa or different parts of the Bay Area, there's a lot of happening, you know, people are looking for that new thing and People are looking like, you know, they want to buy that that product just to say they have it in their house. And so I think Tom recognizes there's a there's a lot of opportunity down here. And uh, I could I think there's more. Listen, there's a lot of people who right now are going to be looking. You know, They're looking for a health kick. They're looking for the next kale. They're looking for something. And if it's if it's TB12, if it's Tampa Bay. So I think Tom Brady is really trying to take advantage of all those things and also make sure someone doesn't put something on a shirt. So, uh, you know, I think he's definitely, you know, he's a businessman and, um, you know, I think at this point in his life, you know, he's, he's certainly going to let the muzzle off of what he had in new England and he's going to, he's going to go crazy and put his feet in the sand down here. I mean, that's definitely happening. Uh, you know, he, he had the TB 12 was going to expand to New York and LA as well. And now Tampa, um, so all that's happening. Brady suggested that uh, he never understood why it wasn't uh, Drew Orleans. <laughs> I and saw I, that. And I think if we're going to go NFC South, let's let's go ahead and roll with Matt Lana. Matt Lana, I saw that tweet. Um, yeah, I was trying to figure out if there was something in Carolina, but there's I nothing left. Cam Cam leaving Carolina ruins it because it could have been the Carolina parent. Panthers. That's right. I, that's that's where my thinking t- took me as well. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know anything that. else works. Listen, I mean, you, you have a great you have a great division of quarterbacks. So I mean, might as well try and have puns and all these play on words and everything else, man. I mean, yeah, but you're right. I mean, Drew Orleans. I mean, who wouldn't want that? I mean, that's you know. I mean, it's it's definitely. Um, it, it's interesting how how and you've seen this throughout your time. I mean, it's interesting how sports has evolved from where it was just about you're a player, you're on a team and you're going to collect a paycheck and you're going to go out there and win. And over the years, it's become so much more about a personal brand. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if that changed with Jordan or if that changed with LeBron, but I mean, it's, it's really picked up over the last 20, 25 years of, uh, of different generations of players making the most they can off their names. So, um, you know, it's it's definitely changed, but it's also kind of fun, you know, because I mean, you're forever. We're going to know about the Air Jordan symbol and, um, you know, we're going to know about the King LeBron and we're going to know about, you know, Tom Brady. So, you know, there's going to be things that are you know, maybe we're not eating at a Howard Johnson's in 20 years. Maybe it's a Tom Brady's. I don't know. And we'll tell our kids about I don't know. So, I mean, you know, just you never know what, what's going to pop up in 20 years. So, yeah, I've always I always thought it was hard to do, you know, the other sports. um, 
and, and of course, I, I was watching. You know, there's all these thirty for thirties and e sixties on now since there's no live sports. And, and yeah, and I was watching. You know, Bo knows that whole thing with thirty for thirty, and Bo Jackson, one of the you know the early uh, Nike marketed guys, and then it rolled into Michael Jordan and all of that. Football has yeah. always had a problem, I thought, uh, Chris, because it first of all, it's, it is the ultimate team sport, right? You need eleven guys, not not five, not um, you know, not not a couple on on the court um, to to make things happen. And yet, they're also you know, the no fun league has been such that they find these guys if if everybody isn't dressed exactly the same with the same socks, the same limit, um, yeah. you know, they wear they wear helmets and face masks so you can't see them. Right, you can't take your helmet off on the field. We don't want to see your ugly mug. We, you know, we're you're gonna have to get that on the sideline. So the NFL has always always tried to make it about you know the name uh, in the front of the jersey, not the back. And yet now you're starting to see some of these guys um, over the years, you know, start to market themselves. Whether it was Cam Newton and, and certainly Brady has done that. Um, mostly quarterbacks, but we've seen receivers too. Um, yeah. And, and so you know it. And this is the thing. You know, he's out of that sort of groupthink of New England, right, and Bill Belichick where it's all do your job and everybody's just, you know, a piece of the puzzle, right? So him moving on from New England, and we found out, I don't know if you listened to any of the two-and-plus hours of the Howard Stern interview, um, mm-hmm. which which was interesting and, and, and very, uh, uh, very detailed in different areas altogether, but, you know, the thing I the, the impression I kept getting was that you know he said that he decided before the start of last year that this that yeah. 2019 was probably going to be his last year in New England based on how the contract laid out and the fact that he couldn't be franchised etc. This is clearly Brady on a lot of levels, not just the competitive level, but a lot of levels trying trying to see how, how what, what else is there, including the branding, including. I mean, this would not have happened. I don't know. I, I don't know that he does two hours with, with Stern. He was there twenty years. He's a fan of Stern's. He never did this interview when he was with Belichick. Could that no. have happened in New England? If he's still in New England, I don't know if he does this. I think it's like I said earlier. He's taken the muzzle off, and I've said that a few yeah. times. I think um, you know, for you know, I listened to the Howard Stern interview live as it was going on, and I'm I'm a I'm an XM subscriber, so I have it on my phone and. What's great on yeah. the Howard Stern channel is it like he doesn't like it just keeps replaying. So I listened to it live and then when I went for my run about midday, I got mm-hmm. to listen to it all over again. And my and I and I always kind of hone in on that whole like how he said, you know, I made sure to drive over to Mr. Crafts. I wanted mm-hmm. to talk with him. I wanted to be there in person. Oh, by the way, I called Bill Belichick. Um yeah. it's like like I understand, he, he his he, now he covered it nicely where he's like, well, I don't want someone else to say it because Lord knows things leak. But yeah. in my mind, if he had said, you know, well, Mister Kraft, listen, I've only talked to you. I'm gonna try and go talk to Mister. I'm gonna go drive right down to you know to to talk to Bill, and then hopefully it won't you know everything after that. I mean, to me, if he wanted to do it face to face with with Bill Belichick, he could have, you know, and and I I think there was just a whole. You know, him and Bill had come to an agreement a while before that where he was like, listen, you know, Tom, you want to go out there and, you know, explore, go ahead. But, you know, we don't have the money for you and we don't have this and that. And you're 42, 43 years old. So, um, you know, it sounded a lot like Brady and Belichick. 
And to Brady's credit, he did say that, you know, there's a lot of things that he couldn't respond to in real time throughout his career that was completely false. Um, and that he respect he and Belichick always respected each other enough to know where they stood. So uh, I'll take him at his word that they're leaving on good terms. But absolutely, this doesn't happen if you're. He, and here's the thing: Brady's swearing with Stern, and he's like he he yeah. sounds like sounds like someone who just got out of like prison or something. You know, he's able to finally <laughs> breathe again. He's able to walk around like that's how it felt a little bit. It felt like he was really liberated in those two hours with Stern. So yeah, I think, um, I don't think this happens with Brady with, uh, if he's in new England and now I think Brady really gets to have that next chapter of his life that will still include football, but it's really going to include everything he wants to do after football. Yes. Yes. And he, and he obviously has been very busy, you know, he's busy every off season, but we've, we've already seen him, um, do several things, uh, you know, whether it's TB12 or the branding. Uh, I mean, it seems yeah. like, because we've been following pretty closely, obviously, since he's been here, there are two or three headlines he makes a week. Um, and I don't know that he did that. I mean, I wasn't in New England, you know, for the 20 years. I'm sure he did a lot of things off, you know, in the off season there as well. Um, and, and look, I, I do think he wants to play, and I think he wants to play well. And I think, you know, he explained it pretty well that Belichick – has a responsibility to that football team to run it yeah. as you know the best way he can. And the fact of the matter is nobody foresaw Tom Brady playing, at least at this level, until he was 43 years old. And so, you know, you can't really blame the New England Patriots or Belichick for looking for where we're going next because at best you would think he has two years left. If there's a third, it would be a surprise. Um, but – Nonetheless, the the Patriots weren't going to, you know, hang on to a guy until he was forty five, um, no matter who it was. And so I think, I think he explained it pretty well. And, and, and you know, if people want him to to come out and say, "Hey, I'm," you know, like Stern did, you're you're here to show everybody that it was you, right? It wasn't Bill. It was you. You you won those Super Bowls, and you. And I thought he explained it well. That I, look, obviously, I I don't have the success I have without Belichick. For these 20 yeah. years, there's no way – me and him are the only two constants, right, during these 20 seasons where we yep. made nine Super Bowls together and won six. By the same token, I think Belichick has his knowledge to him and others that, you know, Tom's the greatest quarterback and he wouldn't want anybody else to quarterback his team, period, right? And so it was – it has been sort of – I mean, they both have needed each other. There's not – I think it's very hard. And we may – this may prove over time, you know, that, you know – Maybe, you know, look, Belichick can coach until he's 75 if he wants to. Um, Brady won't be able to play much longer. So I don't know how many more chances Belichick will have to prove, no, I'm the greatest, versus what Brady has left, right? He only has a few years with a completely different franchise and a completely different set of players. So this argument's never going to really be settled, will it? No, it'll never be settled. But I think as long as it's, as long as Belichick and Brady – which they're very comfortable with each other and they're very comfortable within their own skin and what they've accomplished in the game and in its history. Um, yeah. You know, I think what I like about what, what Brady said to, to Stern was, you know, I Belichick could never do my job and I That's could right. never do this. And we were both really damn good at what we did. So yeah. that is the ultimate respect to say like Belichick knew what he had with Brady. He knew whether mm -hmm. it was, Charlie Weiss or it was Bill O'Brien or it was Josh McDaniels or, or whoever he was going to get 
the best quarterback in the league time and time again. I mean, we we ran this thing on Spectrum Sports 360 Saturday night where we were kind of going through the quarterback room just to wonder, are they, would they take a quarterback? Is there a talented quarterback that can pop off one of the rounds? And I said, well, here's the thing. You have a guy in Tom Brady who's only missed four regular season games since 2009, and that wasn't for injury. It was because of something to do with this thing called PSI and because it was Mm. deflated uh, more than the commissioner of football liked it to be. So that's why he missed four games. And he's averaged 12 wins a year over the last decade. Blaine Gabbert has 13 total wins in his career. And he's the backup. You know, Ryan Griffin went two for four against the Colts in December. You know, like that's that's the quarterback room. So Tom Brady, you can put him up against anyone in the league. Like Ryan Tannehill had to go to Tennessee just to try and revive his career. And he was a top 10 pick. I mean, how many? Look at Jameis. I mean, we all these stories and the 199th pick out of Michigan who had to take a walk with his dad and felt he was he was maybe moving on to some other part of his life in, in a few rounds, and he becomes the greatest quarterback that ever lived. And Bill Belichick, who we knew was a good coach from his time in Cleveland and his, his time with the Giants as an assistant, became blossomed into this just otherworldly level of coaching and knew every loophole. And now every time they go into the, they go into a committee meeting, it's, well, how can we make sure Belichick doesn't screw us over this year with a call? So it, the two have done it better than anyone. And they're better than Jordan and, and, um, or Phil Jackson. They're better than all of them. This is the greatest pairing that will ever exist. Yeah, I think the the, the closest one um, in terms of just number of playoff games or whatever playoff seasons would probably be uh, Popovich and Tim Duncan, I believe. Oh, yeah, they're, absolutely. They're a year behind. They, they have one less year, I think, of, of even playoffs. Forget about NBA championships. Obviously, they can't come close to yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the nine, nine championships and the, and the six uh, titles. Um, you, you mentioned quarterback, and, and I do think that uh, there's a chance the Bucks draft one, and we'll talk about Jason Light and some of the conversations we, we had with him earlier this week, but um, or last week, I'm sorry, and, and – Here's the problem, though. You're in a win-now mode, right? I mean, you accept that this is a small window for Tom Brady, two, maybe three years. Let's let's say it's two on average or best. And so, you know, you're you're also saying that you have a team that's ready to win because you have all these weapons on offense, a young defense that played well with some older guys. You brought back older players like JPP and Damakon Sue. They don't have long careers ahead of them. So if you're in a win-now mode, where can you afford to take a quarterback? Or are you better just addressing the position late in the draft with, like, say, a James Morgan from Florida FIU and, and letting the guy sit behind Tom Brady for a couple of years and learn everything he can? Yeah, I mean, the only quarterback that I've really been like, what if he's there at 14? You know, because like, I, I, I really think Burrow, Burrow's gone one. I would think Tua's gone. I would think Herbert's gone. Um, Jordan loves the is the one that interests me, um, okay. just because of his potential, you know. Okay. But again, why? If I have like a if uh, I think his name is I, I, I get all these offensive tackles names. Conv- I think it's no, Mackay it's Beck- five of them. Yeah, I think it's Mackay Becton from Louisville, or it's yes. Wills from, uh, or it's Andrew Thomas, or it's Wills from Alabama, Thomas from Georgia. Um, yeah. 
one of them are there. What if Werfs falls? You know, Tristan Werfs, who I think should be one of their first ones off, if he's if he's there. I mean, I would think that's a tough decision. I would probably go with the tackle, right? I mean, I would I would rather take a guy that's going to help me get to the playoffs for the first time since 2007 and just say, okay, if Jacob Eason is there later or if, you know, one of these quarterbacks like a Jake Fromm falls or if, you know, I've always been a big believer in Jalen Hurts, man. I really like him. I think he's a winner. And if one of them is there in the fourth round or the fifth, you know, why not take a risk? You know, I mean, someone's going to fall. You know, there's always that run, right, Rick? There's always a run of, oh, yes. wow, wait a minute. The running backs, those that middle pack of running backs is starting to go now, you know. So now you're going to start seeing everyone buy the running back. So it's it, – then it's a safety, whoever. So – I just think at 14, probably not. But yeah, I would think later on in the draft, why not take a chance? You know, because there's no sense in saying like, well, why can't we put them behind Gabbert and Griffin? Now, maybe Griffin ends up whatever. They figure that out and you have to carry this kid as your third quarterback. But why not take a chance? If you see a kid that can turn into someone who can help you for the next 10 to 12 years beyond Brady, then yeah, you do it now. But I thought it was interesting when Light said that they don't just come out of nowhere. I feel like every single year there's quarterbacks that we are staring, we're staring at, and be like, man, if you, if this person goes to the right team, they can be special, you know. So I wasn't really, I mean, I don't know if they meant it that way, but it was just, yeah, I think the Bucks, if they can find someone that they really believe in, why not take them this year, just at the right at the right time. I think. Yeah, I think that's it. I I, I don't see them using the, the 14th pick on that, and I, I, I suppose there's maybe a Jordan Love or somebody that might pique their interest. It's just, to me, um, there, there should be at least one of those five tackles that are going to go in the first round that people talk about. Yeah. you got to have that. You don't even have a guy to play that. I know they got the guy from Indianapolis, but in reality, they need a starter there um, to help Tom Brady. they got to get a three-down running back, most likely, in the second round if they don't get him in the first and so, you know, you, you, you got to address those needs no matter who was behind there. But now, especially with Brady, um, to take a quarterback there would be, I don't know, he's not going to play, right? I mean, you, you know, you don't expect Brady to get hurt, but certainly uh, that you're not going to draft a guy to play him this year. So you, you don't need a guy in, in the first couple rounds that has that much, that much pedigree. So I, I, I just, I think if they get one, it'll be, it'll be late. And uh, when I say late, like probably not, not before the fourth round, they have two fourth round picks. Potentially, maybe they could bottle those and move up, or they could use them both in one on a quarterback, I yeah. suppose. Um, but yeah, that's that's a that's a tough thing. I just feel like they have to be all in on these next two seasons. I don't. I don't think. I agree. You know, look. I mean, you got LeBron. To, you got LeBron. Yes. That's, yes. You know, like, like the You're Lakers. the Lakers. The Lakers yeah. aren't sitting there saying, I got to tell you, that Julius Randle's really going to do something. You know? like, get the hell out of here. You know, he's in New York playing with Kevin Knox. Like, come on, give me a yeah. break there. You know what I mean? You're, yeah. You want Anthony Davis. You want all the guys that want to come in and play with you. So, yes. you know, I mean, if, that's that's what it is. You're absolutely right. If if the talent wants to come down to Tampa with Tom or Tampa Bay with Tom, then bring them. You know, this isn't about developing anymore. You've developed enough with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, and now it's about winning, and now it's about finding who you have. So I completely agree with you there. By the way, he's going to look great in those uniforms, isn't he? Well, I think they're great, and I'll tell you what. I mean, obviously the white and the um, uh, the red are pretty much what we had, you know, what you know, everyone's yeah. used 
here. But um, I'll tell you, that pewter is sharp. That that pewter is very nice. So, um, you know, that's the way you pewter. So uh, if that's it. Now, did you, start- did you get one of those sent your way? Did you get a box like uh, so many uh, we did. You yeah, know, famous so, um, people? It was so funny. So our um, our producer actually went downstairs to the security office, and I'm sure there's this protocol everywhere where now it's like, okay, we have to Lysol the box, and you have to wait 24 yes. hours. Well, here's the yes. thing. The, the Bucks had just delivered it at like 2 o'clock on Tuesday <laughs> afternoon, and like in our like – you know, our, all of our executive producers and sports and news are like, Hey, like, can you, can you hold it up in the sports minute? Can you do this? Can you do that? And, and we're sitting there going, well, they don't really want us to have this for 24 hours. Uh, and my, and apparently my producer basically was just like, listen, I'll take the risk, spray it and give it to me. You know, I was like, like, listen, I need to, we need to have this. So it was great though. We got one of the home jerseys. We got, um, we got a Brady home Jersey. And, um, you know, I wasn't as uh, brave as some of the other uh, on-air people in our town putting the jersey on. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I kind of felt, let's just hold it up. Let's show people what it looks like. And, um, you know, no, but my girlfriend already ordered the uh, the pewter. She was she loved it right uh. away. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, I think a lot of people are just going to have a Brady jersey, a Bucks Brady jersey, just because, man. I mean, that's like Joe Montana playing for Kansas City. You know, that's like – Willie, that's Joe Willie playing for the Rams. I mean, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's kind of that. It's something you you'll never ever get used to, you know. And even if he wins a lot, and and it'll never look the same. So because of what what you're so used to seeing him in that in that Patriot red, white, and blue. But uh, now, but yeah, no, you, definitely, I love the jerseys. Did you did you take that home, or is that like going with Veronica Cintron since she's leaving? What what are we doing? Oh with? man, you had to you had to you had to do that. Huh? I had to man. hit you in the gut. I know, I know. It's a big story, though. Wow, that came out well, of nowhere. The thing is, is, we've known too. So I mean, you know, yeah, I, ah. I'm actually I've become. I'll tell you, man, my time down here, I have become better and better at like at not t- say like if someone says to me hey like this like obviously if it's off the record it's off the record but i've gotten better at these types of secrets man like it's really? it's tough because she is such a nice person and yeah. she's a big usf fan she loves the bucks she loves every she loves our sports show so uh no but she does not get it no um no that is staying in sports and it is it's under lock and key between the producers' desks, and whenever we need it for the set or something, uh, we'll we'll pull it out. But uh, but no, uh, yeah, we we enjoy having it, but we're we're definitely gonna miss her, man. She's uh, she's one of a kind, and uh, you know it's it stinks, but you know, hey, Lord Lord knows it. If, if I think you agree with this, if you can go out on your terms <laughs> in this business. God bless oh yeah. That's, well, that's, and if people don't great. know, I mean, you see Veronica. She's of course the anchor for uh, Spectrum yeah. Bay News Nine and all that, um, and she probably gets more airtime than anybody in in the community over yeah. the last uh, I don't know how many years. But okay. she's leaving to uh, to become the head of of Tampa International, right? Is that is that what uh, spokesperson yeah, or, or she's going to be their VP? I believe do a lot of media and communications. Yeah. And, uh, pretty nice, pretty nice job. It's a really good job. Yeah. From what I read, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, definitely something you would want. So, um, you know, it's great, yeah. you know. And she's got listen, she's she's got a great husband, Preston, who I believe was in the business uh, back in the day. He actually helped me coordinate my one-on-one with Hal Steinbrenner earlier in the spring, and he's 
He is a sensational guy, and they have a little girl. So I think this is a great move for her because she gets to be a mom a little bit more. And, you know, she's a wonderful mom as it is. And I think, you know, that's a special time when you get to see the kids grow up. So, I mean, that's something that definitely starts weighing on you when you want to have a family like I would like to one day. So, you know, that's you see other people making these decisions. It makes you stop and think, especially during the daily grind that we're in usually. So well, for I've watched mine grow up. I think about four inches in the last thirty days. So I mean, that's <laughs> that's actually one of the one of the benefits to, to, to this whole coronavirus thing. Um, uh, yeah, I wanted to, uh, and I'm surprised that TIA didn't call me. By the way, that's the only downside of this whole thing. Uh, yeah, no. uh, you know, I fly a lot. I mean, you know, I'm through the airport. Listen, <laughs> I wanted to get your opinion about this because you know, how can we talk, do a podcast uh, with, without talking about the Bucks' former quarterback, Jameis Winston? Um, late last week, uh, and you've seen, you've seen these videos, of course, he's always training. No one ever doubts how hard, um, you know, Jameis works, obviously. And he has a, a, a trainer, um, Otis Leverett, that he's had yeah. since uh, he was 14. And Otis played in the NFL. Um, this is a guy that's, that has – had him since he was a wee lad and is, is responsible to some degree of, of helping him uh, be fit and, uh, and able to play quarterback all these years. But some of these videos, I must admit, like I, I don't train quarterbacks. I'm not around quarterbacks when they're training, but I have been around football for about three decades um, almost. You know, and, and the thing is, some of the things that they do that they've posted on Instagram, especially this offseason, have been a little bit more unorthodox than I'm used to. And that is like, for example, pulling a vehicle down his street with a rope attached to him. Like that's <laughs> that's not necessarily a quarterback move, okay? Yeah. That's Mike Allstott circa 1995. That's the A train, right? Mm-hmm. Um, build up those big leg muscles and, poof, 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 you know, yeah. the, the, that, that sort right. of thing. The linebackers and then, do that. Yeah. yeah, and then and then I've seen him, you know, for balance on the on the knee, he had scoped. They were throwing a tennis ball off a basketball backboard, and he was catching it on one leg. You know, I, I don't. But the latest one that that got the attention of David Carr, uh, former Houston Texans number one overall pick, was this swing ball, for lack of a better term, like a big giant medicine ball that was on a rope and and was swung by Otis as Jameis was in the quarterback ready position, and frankly, the thing was sort of aimed at his head. Um, yeah head upper shoulder area and he would duck it and bob and under you know duck under it and weave and i don't know i when i saw it i thought yeah that's not really a quarterback movement david mm-hmm. carr tweeted out something dude quit hiring your friends get yourself a real trainer blah 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 right that sort of thing what do you make what do you make of what Jameis has done this offseason some of the videos <clears throat> you've seen what carr's comments were and granted carr he yeah. knows about he. What, what his point was is that look, I I've had a lot of collapsing pockets in my life. God yeah. knows he has. I mean, seventy eight sacks as a rookie, but he played eleven years in the NFL. He knows something about it. He's on NFL Network. Jameis took offense to it because you know this is his guy. Yeah, and listen, I mean, you know, if it's not like he's got like his. It's not like it's just his best friend who's sitting there with a cheeseburger doing this, you know, like, you know, it's, this is a guy who knows what he's talking about, you know, and I think someone who's played in the league. So I have no problem with Jameis maybe defending his, you know, one of his mentors in a way. Um, And Lord knows Jameis had enough people backing him up, some media and most fans. Yeah. Danny Cannell and a lot of fans. Yeah. 
I, I took it upon myself to retweet Derek Carr and just let him know that these were the Jameis defenders in his mentions and that they couldn't yeah. be reasoned with no matter what. <laughs> and just to have a great weekend. That's what I told him. And I moved on. I said, yeah, that's, that's my defense. So, uh, you know, like, listen, like you see all this coming your way. Yeah. Well, you can't stop it. It's like talking to a wall, move on with your life. But here's what I'll say. I think Jameis thinks because he's doing different things, it's going to change him. And I think he thinks that, well, let me try unorthodox methods because it's what's going to work. So, and I've seen him like, like I've seen him, I think lifting up the back of a Ford Explorer and pulling it down before and stuff like that. But you know, and, and listen, like you want to go, like you want to go into the, you know, do like some fighting moves and stuff like that. I mean, everything can help you, you know, it's, but to me, it's like, you still got to be able to go out there and you still got to be able to read the defense and you still got to be able to find the open man. And and I hate to say it, but if like, and he showed the play to, to Carr where he was like, it was a saints play where it was like an overhead shot. Where yeah. Got somebody get, yeah. The left move. tackle Donovan Smith gets beat. You know. Yeah. Nothing really happened in the play. Did it? Like, I mean, I remember. No, like, he just kind of, I didn't think he ducked under him as much as he stumbled. He stepped up yeah. in the pocket and sort of lost his balance and then ran out of there. Like, listen, if, if you think it works for you, it works. But I mean, like that doesn't really, what you're doing doesn't really show me that you're going to be able to, like, well, how does that help you rectify 30 interceptions? Like, what is, what does that do? Like, I mean, I want to see you find the open man, you know, I want, you know, I want to see you make better decisions when that ball is released. Like that's, that's what I want to see. You know, I don't, you know, I listen, sometimes the best thing to do in a collapsing pocket is go down and fight for another day, you know? So, um, I, I don't know. I, it's weird because, you know, Jameis, I think, has really made strides, and I think he's working as hard as he can to prove himself. And, uh, you know, he's obviously putting himself out there because that's the only way anyone's going to see him right now, including NFL teams. So I get all that. And, and listen, bless him for what he's doing with uh, that COVID-19 hotline and all sure. that. That's wonderful. So I just, to me, it's like, listen, if people want to hate you, people have been hating you since you were at FSU, man. Don't respond to it. You know, just just move on. Like, if this is the way you want to work, work. But, you know, I, I just – I don't personally think that's what I would be worried about if some 50-pound bag is going to come hit me in my head when chances are that's never going to happen on a Sunday. Yeah, it, it does. I do, I do think that um, – look, again, I, I have not trained quarterbacks. I've seen a lot of them train. And I don't, I don't know Otis, although – None of these people are you know, are fans of mine, which is fine. Yeah, that's fine. But at the end of the day, I, I think that there's a difference between working hard and working smart. I agree with that. Right? Yeah. I mean, everybody in the NFL works hard, okay? Everybody can throw the football quarterback. Everybody does something in the offseason to improve themselves. It would seem to me that, you know, the physical part of it for Jameis, I, I don't – I mean, he has changed his body in different ways. He has gained weight. He has lost weight. He certainly worked on his on his on his stroke. You know, his throwing motion. He's quickened that up a little bit. Um, his feet. You know, one year were a big thing. He wanted to work on his feet and his movement in the pocket. And he's done that. Ball security is always going to be a thing, right? Trying to keep two hands on the ball, which is has also been a focus of his. I think the more he does as a quarterback, right? And you do have to train. All these guys train in the offseason. They, they have to stay in shape throughout the years. And he's coming back from injuries, so that's even more paramount. But I don't know. I, I just 
I, I would rather, I think I, and, and look, this is a time where there's, you know, you can't get out on a the field. There, there's no, there's nowhere to throw. He's using his yard. He's using, yeah. you know, his neighborhood. He, he, there's no park to go to per se. You have to have the separation and all this, but you sure would like to see him, you know, work on decision-making. However you can do that work on the yeah. throws that he doesn't make as well, which are those quick twitch, you know, check downs uh, to running backs, whatever it is. I mean, though, and, and maybe he's doing that, right? But it just seems like a big, a big Instagram pitch to show the rest of the NFL. <laughs> look how hard this guy works, and I think the NFL know he knows he works hard, but I don't know that they think he works smart necessarily. And I, and yeah. and even his own coach said, you know, sometimes he needs to work a little less and let his let himself, you know, let his body heal a little bit. But that's a big part too. Go back to go back to Tom Brady with Howard Stern. Stern asked him how much you bench, and he goes, "I yeah. don't bench. I don't. I don't do yeah. all this stuff." He says, "I I do a lot of bands and I do a lot of different training for my Plyometrics body and stretching." Well, yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go and you know lift a bunch of heavy free weights. It's not what my body needs, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I think he's right. I think you know there's there's a lot of methods out there that can keep you on a field that keep you healthy i mean a lot yes. of it is your diet a lot of it is yes like look at like the, i look at tom brady but i mean for me it's like Derek jeter i i compare jeter and brady so much i think the two of them are so similar and just you know jeter always had his meals the the meals were so coordinated and prepared and and brady's the same way and and i think that's a big thing i think brady knows it's it's all it's 80% what he puts in his body the other 20% is being able to go out there and do the job so and that's that's really what this is and i think you know we both just said it Jameis is more trying to put on like a like an infomercial you know and it's just like you don't yeah. have to do that like people know how hard you work now just go show us you can execute off of that hard work you know, you and, and he's always said his heart's always seems to be in the right place, especially when it comes to football, man. And I'd hate to, especially with all that God-given talent, I really, really hope it comes together for him no matter where he goes. And I think I said it last time with you, I think a year off to where he could actually be a backup may just be the best thing for him. Well, that's probably where he's headed for sure. Chris, what do you got coming up on uh, Spectrum Sports 360? Anything interesting? Yeah, so um, people can watch it on baynews9.com, something that we ran. Uh, Virtual workouts. There's a guy in Tampa, Ty Penna. He's a 60-year-old Marine, and uh, he um, works with Parallax Fitness. And, you know, he goes out into a park in Tampa with a camera, and he just shoots 10-minute videos. They're very easy for people to do, and they can do them in their living room, in their backyard. They can write down the routine or take their phone out on YouTube in the backyard and work out. There's no judgment. It's not like, you know – uh, I made fun of it like P90X where like I, by the end of the video, I hate all the people in it, you know, and um, you know, that's, that's not how it is with him. You know, he's, it's well, seriously, like I can't stand any of them at the end of it. They're all they're First off, none of them need the video. They're shredded. You know? and, yeah, what are like, you doing? You're shredded. Tony's, Tony's sitting there like, let's shake it out. Let's shake out all the, the nasty shakes and hamburgers. And I'm like, I want a hamburger, you know, like, you know, like screw you, Tony, you know? So, um, but no, this, this but Ty is a, uh, He's a really good guy. So that video's up there. And then later this week, um, we're actually going to be doing a story with Noah Johnson, the new USF quarterback. I got to see him train, got to be up with him, and uh, he, nice. he looks good. He looks sharp. He looks focused. And so we'll have that, I think, Thursday night. Um, we'll have uh, that, that very, very nice exclusive workout with him. He's Chris Torello. You see him on Bay News 9, Spectrum Sports 360, and a damn good reporter and one of our regulars here on the podcast. 
Might do it twice this week. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. All right, you think you're done with Chris Torella? Well, you're not. We've got him twice is nice, and he'll be back tomorrow as well to talk uh, more sports for us, and that'll be fun. So we've also got a mailbag later this week. We want you guys to make sure you get your questions in uh, when you can. Uh, you can do that on Twitter by submitting them to uh, us at Sports Day TB. That's, uh, that's Tampa Bay, Sports Day TB. Or you can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud. Or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 